0: Allah says, اِعْلَمُوا You should know أَنَّ اللَّهَ arḍa الْأَرْضَ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهَا That it is indeed Allah who brings life to the earth after its death. The earth when it dies, when it becomes dry and barren, it produces nothing. Then who revives it? Who turns it green and lush? Who? It is Allah who does it. Certainly, we have made clear for you the signs. Why? Perhaps you will understand. He revives the dead land, and it's as if in this ayah we're being given hope that Allah revives dead hearts also. Rain falls, and dead land comes back to life. So, rain falls—the rain of the Quran, wahi. Revelation is like rain. Wahi is like rain. So Qur'an revives dead hearts. And you see how rain, it falls, and then it doesn't fall for some time, but then it falls again. And then after some time it falls again. Isn't it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends rain again and again. And the Qur'an also it is necessary that we keep interacting with the Qur'an. We keep presenting our hearts for the reign of the Qur'an in order that our dead hearts, the portions which are dead, that are becoming heedless, they can come back to life. Because if we don't do that, then what can happen is that just as if a piece of land is neglected for a very long time, it's impossible to revive it then rain can fall, but still nothing will grow. And especially when that land becomes hard and dry. Because with extreme dryness, it becomes very hard. Doesn't it? Very hard. It's so difficult to even dig. So it's necessary to keep the heart soft, to keep presenting it for nourishment, to keep presenting it for the rain of the Qur'an. So that yes, when there is some rain, something comes out, something grows, there is some action, some life. And if we don't do that, if we keep depriving our heart of this nourishment, then no one is to blame except ourselves. Allah says, إِنَّ الْمُصَّدِّقِينَ وَالْمُصَّدِّقَاتِ Indeed, the mustaddiq men and the mustaddiq women. Mustaddiq you see there's a shadda on the saad, musaddiq and this is from tasadduq tasadduq is to give sadaqah. so the men and women who give sadaqa and remember sadaqa when it's used in comparison with qard hasan then it refers to general charity and secondly what's mentioned over here wa aqradu llaha qardan hasana and they also give allah a beautiful loan I mentioned to you earlier that the difference between قَرْض حَسَن and صَدَقَة is what? صَدَقَة is general charity to the poor and the needy. Different you know, welfare causes. But when it comes to قَرْض حَسَن, then this is specifically for the deen. The promotion, the defense of the deen. And don't think it's just limited to warfare. Yes, that is included in that, and which is why at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, the sahaba spent very generously when it came to different battles, but it's not limited to that only. They spent very generously on the promotion of the deen also to educate people about the deen. Right? And remember that qard is not just in the form of money, it's also in the form of investing yourself, giving your time, offering your services your ego your reputation putting that on the line so those who spend in the way of allah those who give charity those who practice charity and then they give allah a beautiful loan yudaa'fu lahum it will be multiplied for them many times wa lahum ajrun karim and for them is a noble reward for them is a noble reward you see spending on both causes is necessary on the poor and the needy, and for the deen. Both. And it's not just about spending our money, it's not just financial contribution, but also our time and services. The sahaba, they didn't just financially assist the matters of religion. No. It wasn't just financial assistance provided. They also offered their services. They also offered their services. They presented themselves. Think about Uthman radiallahu anhu. The stories of his generosity are very famous. Of how generously he spent in the way of Allah. Abu Bakr anhu. His stories are also well known, right? Of how generously he spent in the way of Allah. But did Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu just put the money in the donation box and sit at home? Did he? Uthman radiallahu anhu, did he just do that? No. They also came. They also did something with their time. They offered their services. وَأَقْرَضُوا اللَّهَ قَرْضًا hasana. Allah says, يُضَاعَفُ لَهُمْ وَلَهُمْ ajrun كَرِيمٌ Now the word مُصَدِّقِينَ and mu'saddiqat they have also been recited as مُصَدِّقِينَ and mu'saddiqat, and in that it would be understood as from the word تَصْدِيق and tasdiq to affirm the truth of something. So مُصَدِّقِينَ, musaddiqat, as in true believers. True believers. Those who sincerely, truly believe, honestly believe. And what is it to honestly believe in something? That when you say you believe, you don't just say it. You do it. You show it. You feel it. This is true belief. Not just lip service. And not just emotional love. But it's also action. Action, physical effort. You know, yesterday, I don't know if you noticed, there were a lot of trucks outside, moving trucks outside. Did you notice them in the parking lot? I guess you guys came on time and you stayed in class until the end. That's why you didn't see them. MashaAllah, good job. But some of you may have noticed them. Alhamdulillah, with the new school campus, yesterday was the big move. So all the materials from the classrooms were taken yesterday from the building, from this building to the different building. And... You know, initially the idea was to hire movers. But what happened is that people came forward and they wanted to move the furniture themselves. And you know, every Saturday at Fajr over here in this masjid is actually a men's breakfast. Okay, so the men who come for Fajr on Saturday, they bring in like, good breakfast for you know for each other and they sit down and they have their parathas and whatnot and they have their you know Kashmiri chai and everything. So anyway, the uncles and all the guys are sitting having breakfast and right after Fajr because the trucks were outside, they started loading the trucks. They started loading the trucks themselves. And by eight o'clock actually one truck was already full. Alright? And so these uncles who came for Fajr, they loaded the truck. After that, they went home. Another group of people came. And then they helped out. And then they went. And then another group of people came and they helped out. And the move happened, such most of it, a lot of it actually happened while we were sitting in class. And you know how hot it was yesterday. Right? And I saw some of these men, men, uncles. You know, this is physical effort. You don't just put the money in the box. You offer your physical services, your time. That yes, I will go and bring the truck. And I will help load the truck. And I will take the furniture. And I will leave it not at the door, I will take it into the classroom. This is honest commitment. What is honest love? That you just say, I love you, I love you, I love you. I care about you, I care about you. What is honest, true love? That you don't just talk, you do. You do. You show. We all claim to love Allah. We all claim to believe in Islam that yes, it's the best and yes, it's the truth. Well, show it then with your effort and your work, your dedication and your activism. Get engaged, get busy. Do something. So the musaddiqeen, those who are truthful in their belief, honest belief, such people because they have to spend something in the way of Allah also then right aqradullaha hasana i mean your saturday morning if it's gone it's gone right so you have to give something whatever you give it's going to be returned to you and more will be returned to you and there is ajrun karim a generous reward in the hereafter amanu billahi wa and those people who believe in Allah and his messengers allah says those, yes, they are the ones who are truthful. And this iman is not just saying that, yeah, I believe. Because remember, iman includes qawl and amal. It includes statements and actions. Statement of the tongue, statement of the heart, actions of the heart, actions of the body. All of this is included in iman. So those who do this more and more, they are the truthful ones. They are truthful when they say that they believe. And they are also the Shuhada near their Lord. Shuhada is the plural of Shaheed. And who is Shaheed? Someone who is martyred in the way of Allah. Someone who loses their life in the way of Allah. Everybody has to go. Everybody has to die. People die because of different reasons. Those who die because they were in the way of Allah. Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِاللَّهِ rusulihi." Those who truly believe in Allah and His messengers, who are they? They are the truthful near Allah. And they are also the martyrs near Allah. What does this mean? The truthful end up giving their lives also. They take big blows in the way of Allah. And they do not budge from the truth. No matter what they have to lose in his way. No matter what is at risk. No matter what is at stake. They don't budge. They are siddiq To the point that they become shuhada. Lahum ajruhum They shall have their reward. wanuruhum, And also their light. They shall have their reward. It's reserved. And they shall have their light. A lot of light in the hereafter. On the other hand, وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَكَذَبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا Those people who disbelieve and deny our signs, our verses, أُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ الْجَحِيمِ Then those are the companions of hellfire. For them there is no light and for them there is no ajr. Two qualities are mentioned over here. Siddiq and Shahada. Truthfulness and Shahada. Let's talk a little bit about truthfulness. Siddiq. Who is صديق? صديق is someone whose صدق is proven again and again. Because life is not easy, right? Every now and then, there are some problems. Some are big, some are small. And there are different kinds. Like the Prophet ﷺ said that the example of, of the believer is like that of a standing crop. Standing crop. Does it ever stand straight? No. It's always being swished around by the wind. Isn't it? So either it's being... Forced to lean onto the right side or then to the left side. It hardly ever stands still. Right? This is the reality of a standing crop. It hardly ever stands still. It's always being swished around by the wind. And he said, this is exactly how the believer is. Firm in their feet, but always being affected by or always receiving problems in life. This is a reality. So Siddiq is someone whose siddq is proven how and when? Once or twice? No, again and again and again. Every one of us is being tested. And we have to be honest with ourselves. That I claim to love Allah. I claim to love the Qur'an. I claim to love the Messenger wasallam. But what do I do when these hardships come my way? Do I come out as a truthful person near Allah? Someone who did what they meant? Someone who did what they said? Or just someone who said big things, but then did nothing at the time of need. This is who a Siddiq is. Who was the Siddiq of this Ummah? Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, his truthfulness was demonstrated at how many events? How many times? Over and over and over again. When Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu in Mecca, this is in the early stages. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, You know, initially, the Prophet ﷺ, he would only convey the Qur'an to those who would be, you know, there was a possibility that they would believe in the first three years. It was private da'wah. It was not secret, but it was private. Alright? So what happened? At one point, the sahaba said that, you know what? Somebody should go and recite the Qur'an out in public. Abu Bakr anhu went and did that. And as he did it, people attacked him and they beat him. To the point that Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, he was almost dead. So somebody came and rescued him, took him home. He was unconscious for several days. And finally, when he regained consciousness, he asked, how is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Where is he? How is he? And he didn't want to eat anything or do anything until... He found out how the Prophet was doing. Now Abu Bakrullah whose mother at this point was not a Muslim. Alright? But there was another lady who was Muslim nearby. So Abu Bakr who asked his mother to call that lady because she would know about the whereabouts of the Prophet. And anyway, he asked her. And then again he did not eat or drink anything until he was taken to the Prophet. He saw the Prophet. When he knew he was safe, he said, Okay, now you can take care of me. This was his siddh, true love and belief in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa His Sikh was proven at the time of hijrah. When the most dangerous journey he had to go on, he cried out of joy. I have the opportunity to travel with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa to go on this blessed journey? He wept. What happened later on? He brought all of his wealth. What happened after the death of the Prophet sallallahu Look at his Sidq. When the Prophet sallallahu passed away, there was an army ready who was supposed to go for a certain expedition. And as they were leaving, they heard about the Prophet sallallahu health condition, so they stopped. They waited for things to get better so that they would go. So, Anyway, they were waiting and the Prophet ﷺ passed away. Abu Bakr ﷺ was declared the khalifa. Now some people, they did not like the idea that young Usama all right, had been made the leader of that army. So they requested that Abu Bakr ﷺ should change the leader. And Abu Bakr ﷺ said, no way, not at all. If the Prophet ﷺ appointed him, I don't care how old or young he is. He appointed him, my truthfulness demands from me that he should remain the leader i have no right to change that this is who siddiq is someone whose sidq is proven again and again and again you see when we're put in difficult situations where we have little time and too much to do and you know where things are tight or there's just so much going on and we are overwhelmed with anxiety or fear this is the time when our sidq is being tested are you going to come out truthful and sincere to Allah? Are you going to show your commitment to Allah, or are you going to go back on your feet? Are you going to fulfill your promise with Allah, or are you going to do what's convenient for you? Allah says, biLlahi wa and then was shuhada. They are the shuhada near their Lord. The Prophet ﷺ said that the people of paradise will look at the dwellers of the lofty mansions as one looks at a brilliant star far away in the east or in the west on the horizon. Meaning, some people, their level will be extremely high in paradise. So somebody asked, O Messenger of Allah, are these lofty mansions for the Prophets? Are they for the prophets because they're supposed to be the best of people, right? And the Prophet ﷺ said, Bala, Nafsi rijalun, amanu billahi, was saddaqul These are actually for people who believed in Allah and they Saddaqul They affirmed the truthfulness of the Prophets of Allah. They proved their belief with their actions. They remained true to their faith through all the hardships and all the difficulties and all the trials. They didn't give up. So such people, Allah says, لَهُمْ أَجْرُهُمْ وَنُورُهُمْ For them, they shall have their reward and their light. Light on the Day of Judgment is for who? Earlier we learned that the believing men and the believing women, their light will be in front of them and on their right side. And this is at which place? On the bridge. Correct? But remember that even before the bridge, people will be given their light in the mahshar, in the place of gathering. And of course, right before they go on the bridge and on the bridge, people will be given their light. But for what actions? For what deeds? Mainly it is what? Truthfulness to Allah. In hadith we learn firstly, that those who are just, those who are fair, because fairness is also, justice is also a form of truthfulness. It's a form of honesty. They shall be on podiums of light, on the right side of Allah. Can you imagine? Ashabul Yamin, right? So on the right side of Allah, on podiums of light. Why? Because they were just and fair. Then we also learn, a person who says the kalima at the time of death, The Prophet ﷺ said that I know a statement which, if a person says in the state of naza, in the state when his soul is being extracted from the body, meaning at the time of death, if he says that statement, then his soul will exit the body easily, and that statement will be a source of light for him on the day of judgment. What is that kalima? What is that statement? It is La ilaha illallah because you see a person who is siddiq a person who truly believes in la ilaha illallah lives it this kalima is important to him then yes in that time of extreme pain he can say la ilaha illallah then thirdly we also learn that the one who guards his prayers will also be given light on the day of judgment the prophet sallallahu he said whoever guards and observes his prayer then his prayers will be a light and a proof and a savior for him on the day of judgment. Meaning a means of salvation. And whoever does not guard and observe his prayers, they will not be a light or a proof or a savior for him on the day of judgment. The person who guards his prayers, guards them, performs them, when and how they should be performed then that salah will be a source of light for him. Because salah is the number one sign of our honesty with Allah. Your salah is not valid if you don't have wudu. No one knows if you have wudu except for you and Allah. Right? Having wudu and then praying salah with actually praying salah instead of just standing there pretending that we're praying. Right? Actually praying, this is also a sign of what? Truthfulness with who? Honesty with who? With who? With Allah. So salah will also be light for a person on the Day of Judgment. Wudu will also be light for a person on the Day of Judgment. And the hadith is famous. That the body parts which are washed in wudu, they will shine. They will be bright on the Day of Judgment. Then we also learn the Prophet said, Man shaba shaybatan fi اللَّهِ Whoever becomes white haired in the way of Allah, kanat lahu نُورًا yawm al That shaybah, that whiteness in his head or in her head, will be light on the day of judgment. Growing old in the way of Allah with Islam. And you see some people especially, sometimes what happens with them is that they age very quickly. Why? Because when they become serious about their religion and they realize how much time has been lost and how many opportunities have been lost, then they give the deen 100%. And then they become extremely worried. So من شاب شيبتا في سبيل الله كانت له نورا يوم القيامة. At Hajj, we learn that Rami of right throwing stones on the jamarat this will also be nur on the Day of Judgment. Do you know anybody who's going for hajj? Please make sure you tell them. That throwing stones on the jamarat, this will also be light for a person on the Day of Judgment. This hadith is from Silasulatul Sahihah. The previous hadith that I mentioned was from Musnad Ahmad. Another hadith tells us that whoever shoots an arrow in the way of Allah, then that will be nur for him on the Day of Judgment. What does this mean? One arrow, just one attempt, right? One attempt in the way of Allah, whatever that may be. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is most generous. When you're doing some anything for the sake of Allah, even writing something for the sake of Allah, expect reward from Allah. Then we learn the one who recites Suratul Kahf, Hadith in Asil sahihah that whoever recites Suratul Kahf as it was revealed. Then it will be noor for him on the day of judgment. From his home to Makkah. Just think about the distance that you have from your house all the way to Makkah. Right? If you live far from Makkah, yes, it's painful. Right? It's painful because for some people, they lived so close to Makkah once upon a time, they could go for umrah like every year, at least once a year. Or some people just went on the weekend over there. And then what happened? They came all the way to Canada and it's so painful that Makkah is so far, takes so long and it's so expensive. Well, recite Surah Kahaf on Friday. And imagine the distance between you and Makkah right now. This entire distance will be Noor for a person on the Day of Judgment. Then those who go for Hajj and the men who shave their head, because some men, they don't want to ruin their hairstyle, right? So if you know somebody who's going for Hajj, encourage them to do that. Because this will also be a source of Noor for a person on the Day of Judgment. Those who love each other for the sake of Allah. And this can also only be with Sidq, truthfulness to Allah. Because loving someone for the sake of Allah means that I love you because of Allah. Not because of you, because of Allah. And I will love you because you help me in the cause of Allah. You help me become a better person. When I sit with you, I can remember Allah. I can increase in my iman. Listen to this hadith. The Prophet ﷺ said, O people, hear, remember, and know that Allah has servants who are neither prophets nor martyrs. But because of their high rank and nearness to Allah, the prophets and the martyrs will envy them. These people were unknown people. Not famous names, unknown, ordinary people who will have come from their tribes, meaning they have come together for the sake of Allah and they have no relationship between them, meaning they're not related to each other but they will love each other for the sake of Allah and they will be sincere to one another for Allah's pleasure on the day of judgment Allah will place them on podiums of light he will fill their faces with light and He will dress them with light. All people will be frightened on the Day of Judgment except for them. These are the awliya of Allah, the friends of Allah, who shall be free of fear and grief. This is also because of their truthfulness to Allah. They shall have their nur and their ajr. Those who walk to the masjid, the Prophet ﷺ said, Bashir fi al Iena ila al Masajid al Convey good news to those who walk to the masjid in darkness. What is the good news for them? That they shall have perfect light, full light on the day of judgment. Then the day of Friday. And those who perform the Friday prayers, meaning those who celebrate the day of Friday, who give importance to the day of Friday, they shall have special light also. The Prophet ﷺ said, on the Day of Judgment, Allah will bring the days of the week in certain forms, meaning so that people can see them. Because the days of the week, I mean, they don't have any tangible form, right? But on the Day of Judgment, they will be brought in a tangible form so that people will see them. And He will bring the day of Friday in a beautifully radiant and shining form. So the day of Friday will come, distinguished from the rest of the days. And Friday will be shining, radiant. And then the people of Friday, meaning the people for whom Friday is important, they will surround it like a bride is surrounded. Have you seen at a wedding party? Right? I mean... Some people, they just put the bride on the stage as if she's a decoration piece. But in certain cultures, you know, the bride is part of the crowd. I hope so. And then, you know, people surround the bride and as she comes in, everybody goes and greets her. So they will surround Friday like a bride is surrounded. And it will enlighten the way for them. So they will walk in its light. What will their light be? that Friday will be their light. They will walk in its light. Their own colors also will be like white snow. You know, white snow, even in the night, it shines. It's glittery almost. And their fragrance like musk. As if they were in mountains of kafur. The Prophet ﷺ said, men and jinn will look at them. Meaning the entire creation will be amazed. That what is this group of people? Who are they? It's amazing. Not turning away out of amazement until they will enter Jannah. The way they'll be admitted into Jannah will be so amazing that no one will be able to look away. And the Prophet ﷺ said that none will mingle with them as in no one will be able to reach their high ranks except the muadhin, The muadhin, the person who gives the adhan, hopeful of reward, that he will also be at the same level. So the day of Friday, people who give importance to it. And of course, the Qur'an also will be a source of light for its people on the day of judgment. Because Qur'an, Allah describes it as nur. So those who are Siddiq, they are truthful to Allah, then they are true to His book. Those who are truthful to Allah are truthful to Allah's book. They're true to His book. How are they true to His book? in their recitation of it, in their action of it, in their reflection upon it. The Prophet ﷺ said, if anyone recites the Qur'an and acts according to its contents, then on the Day of Judgment, his parents will be given a crown to wear. A crown whose light is better than the light of the sun. And he said, that if this is the reward for the parents, then what do you think of the person... (laughs) They shall have their reward and their light, but there will be some other people who will be in darkness. The Prophet ﷺ said, wa zulm, fa inna Beware of zulm because zulm will be darkness on the day of judgment. What is zulm? Shirk is zulm, and remember that insincerity is a kind of shirk. It's minor shirk, isn't it? Riyah is minor shirk. This will be darkness on the Day of Judgment. Oppression, this will be darkness on the Day of Judgment. Zulm is what? Naqs, not giving something the right that it deserves. Does the Qur'an have a certain right? If we're not giving it its right, that will be a source of darkness on the Day of Judgment. Light is for who? For those who are true. And darkness is for who? For those who are unfair, those who are dishonest as SubhanAllah, so many things which is we are able to get the nur and so many, some of them is we might be thinking, oh, how can I do this one? But it's so easy stuff, inshallah we can do it. And also in Surah Tahrim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, mentioned the dua for asking nur. Rabbana Atmanla Noor and also we have it in the Sunnah Masnun yes. uh, Dua Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked us to Allah Umma at so we can ask Allah Subhanallah to give us Noor yes. uh, when we ask keep making Dua because Allah Subhanallah will accept our Dua if it's sincere yes. so inshallah Allah Subhanallah will enable us to perform this act which is uh, bring us Noor by asking him To make it enable us to do performing this uh, deed inshallah. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all of us nur so Mm -hmm. we can able to do all the action which is give us the nur in the day of judgment inshallah. JazakAllah khair for bringing attention to that. That lahum ajruhum wa nuruhum. For nur on the day of judgment, two things are necessary. Firstly, ask Allah because only He will give light. So ask Allah for light. Allahumma ja'al fi qalbi nurah. Right? The du'a of nur, make that du'a. And the du'a that was mentioned, the one in surah Tahrim, Rabbana Atmim Lana, Nurana. Ask Allah for light. And then of course, these actions also. I was just thinking that there's a certain level of self-respect that you need to be truthful when nobody's looking. And if you don't have that, um, it's very easy to like just despair and sort of despair in Allah's mercy. And when we hear all the different opportunities we have to, to have light, you see there's different chances. So if maybe like you can you can be a person that has a level of respect for the day of Friday, and you can find like something, it seems so small, and you might think like, oh, that's too good to be true. But And that seems like a simple enough statement, but when you think something is too good to be true, and that thing that's too good to be true is Allah's mercy itself, that's wrong, right? Like you can't despair there. Yes, very true.
1: Alright, let's listen to the recitation of these verses. <laughs> انَّ الْمُصَّدِّقِينَ وَالْمُصَّدِّقَاتِ وَأَقْرَضُوا اللَّهَ قَرْضًا حَسَنًا يُضَاعَفُ لَهُمْ يُضَاعَفُ لَهُمْ وَلَهُمْ أَجْرٌ كَرِيمٌ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرُسُلِهِ أُولَئِكَ هُمُ الصِّدِّيقُونَ وَالشُهَدَاءُ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ لَهُمْ أَجُرُهُمْ وَنُورُهُمْ وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَكَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا أولئك
0: the thing is, when a person says, La ilaha illallah, and when a person says, you know, I'm gonna do this for Allah, then they'll be tested. They'll be tested for their honesty. That did you really mean it? How sincere are you in this? So many times it happens with us that we start something good, but then it gets, it gets harder. That difficulty that we're putting in, that we are being put in, is why? To test the level of our commitment. And when a person remains strong through the storm, then lahum ajruhum wa وَنُورُهُمْ Then for such a truthful person is great reward and also a lot of light on the Day of Judgment. What is it that prevents us from collecting this light? We are distracted by this dunya. It's comforts. It's distracting. But what is the reality of this life?